Have you ever wanted to play in a campaign similar to the Knocked Prone Dead season where you are in a realm filled with spirits? If yes, then I have the perfect product for you. Explore the realm beyond the veil with the Book of Spirits, an ethereal 5e supplement on Kickstarter now. This supplement is inspired by legendary titles like Dragon Age and Stormlight Archive. The Book of Spirits is a source book that expands your world with a new realm of magic. With over 50 spirit creatures, 7 brand new subclasses, an entirely new class, and tons of encounters and resources for you to run a game in the spirit realm. Follow the link in the episode description where you can find this 200 plus page book with illustrated encounter maps, incredibly detailed miniatures, and an entire original soundtrack to immerse your players in this mystical adventure. Back the Book of Spirits today on Kickstarter. And welcome to Knocked Prone, a podcast of high crits, small fits, and varying wits. My name is Cade, and I'm the host and dungeon master of this Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition adventure. And I am joined here by the players to my left Mason playing Lakir, Brooklyn playing Litzy, Jameson playing Jack, Danny playing Tess, Caden playing Torin. Awesome! As last we left our adventurers, they went into the city of Great Grimbopolis. They paired two groupings with Jack, Lakir, and Litzy, who went through the library entrance, noticed that there were some healbots there, but they stealthed around them. Lakir prepped a big old bushel of torches and prepped it so that he could light it from the stairwell as they went and opened up the door to Oleander's office that Jack noticed had Amalek inside. And then we switched over to Torin and Tess, and they perceived around the city, noticed that the city was relatively empty, and then they heard a siren start to blare. And that's where we left off. Tess and Torin, what are you guys doing? I hear the siren, and with the blood pumping through my veins of the, the storm giant potion, I go, <laughs> and I start taking off. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah. I call lightly in a non lethal damage if you can. <laughs> <laughs> you start running around the city, Torin. Where are you going? Artificer's factory. Okay. So you start going toward the Artificer's factory and get to the front door. Can I see anything immediately? Roll me perception with disadvantage. Okay. 10. You notice two figures inside. Silhouettes. Is there any windows? Yes, there are windows on the outside. I peek through the window like, I want a good look at who's in there. Roll me a perception check. (laughs) A natural one. A natural one? Okay. Uh, As you are looking inside, through the window, you see the face of Lakir's father, Amalek, peering straight back at you. Nice. Went directly to the right place. (laughs) And I'm by myself. Yes, okay, and yeah. he, he saw you. He Perfect. straight up just looked right at your face and gave you a glare as you looked right at his eyes. So what are you doing? Because it's about to be initiative. Right. Uh, <laughs> I cast Greater Invisibility. Greater Invisibility? Okay, roll me a wild magic check. Please be something awesome. So I rolled an 18 and 92. <laughs> 
Hey, what's like Torin's like favorite language that he doesn't know? My favorite language. Yeah. Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Infernal it is. Okay. So as you cast Greater Invisibility, you suddenly just have the entire Infernal Dictionary downloaded into your memory. And Amalek is going to roll with disadvantage to see if he sees you and gets a big old five. So he does not see you outside okay. anymore. He noticed you and then you just blipped. And so he might start peering around, but you have effectively avoided the start of a combat. Tess running around the library corner. Sweet. So I'll cast Greater Invisibility. Tess won't be able to see me. I'm going to hurry and grab him, and we're going to run behind the healer's hive. And I'll tell him, like, hey, don't freak out. It's Torin. And I'm just trying to get him out of... uh, harm's way in case Amalek decides to come outside. So you run behind the healer's hive. As you are getting close to the healer's hive, you notice that it is overflowing, not with honey, but with purple goo. Okay. You guys are hiding. The doors to the artificer's factory don't open. Nothing really seems to happen. What are you doing? Okay, I guess I'll look at Tess. What should we do? Amalek's in there. We're gonna die if, like, just me and you fight him. My only other idea is to go to the Crimson Guard and the Rangers HQ to see if we can find our friends in case they are being held captive or anything like that. Let's just go building to building. Crimson Guard's next. Okay. Is the hole that I left in the back of the healer's hive still there? Yes. As I guess as we go past it, I want to like kind of sneakily peek in there, cautiously peek, just just kind of walking past and seeing if I see anybody in there. Roll me a perception check. I'm so bad at perception. I use the assist action. I give him goggle eyes <laughs> from behind. Still only a nine. With a nine, you notice a figure standing in the very center of the room. And you hear a faint buzzing, but that's all you can really tell. I, I'll take a glimpse okay. as I'm yeah. running by. 18. All right. In the center of the room, you see Amalek. Half man, half tiger, completely covered by bees. You also notice, Tess, with an 18, that this bee man is absolutely just shoveling purple goop into his mouth. Keep walking. Yep. Keep yep. on walking. You guys have now found many Amaleks. What are you guys doing as you're passing by this beehive? I'm just going to keep keep going uh, around backs, okay. checking the building. So the next one I'd check is uh, Crimson Guard HQ. Roll me a perception check. Okay. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. You hear the faint sobbing coming from inside. And the voice with an unnatural 20, it seems almost Lakir-like. Okay. Are there any windows on the back of this place? The back of the Uh, Crimson Guard? Guard? As you look over this building, you notice that it is ruins of the guard's tower that you once knew. Large portions of the red-dyed stone structure crumbled away. The stone gives way 30 feet into the air to form a skylight that circles the building, only with a few blood-red pillars that hold the rest of this near-toppling building together. So in other words, there are windows, but none within reach. It seems to be more locked down tight since it's like a prison facility, but there are windows at the top of it that are letting light in. Okay, I cast Misty Step. Misty Step? And I poof to the top of this building. Okay, as you cast Misty Step, go ahead and roll a wild magic check. Okay, 16. Five? Is that a five or is... Is a five. Five on the good table. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Uh... Torin is a dog person. Caden is both. For the next... Roll me a d4. One. For the next round, it is raining cats and dogs. Literal 
cats and dogs. And Torin, a big old dog, comes and hits you right in the head for two bludgeoning damage. Okay. I say, excellent. The perfect distraction. Okay, now that I'm on the top, did the cats and dogs, like, breaking through the windows of this place, or... Oh, yeah. No, it's everywhere is cats and dogs. Okay. Through the ceiling of this Crimson Guard headquarters, you see in an open cell, there is a boy who much resembles Lakir, but just slightly older crying in one of the cells. Okay. Though he resembles Lakir, he's about double the size of Lakir with huge bulging muscles rippling off of his arms. Okay. Is that the only person I see? That's the only person in the Crimson Guard. Okay. Okay. They're in a cell, I'm assuming. In an open cell. An open cell. Okay. It is completely unlocked. Oh, okay. So they're just sitting in a cell. Okay. Like weeping openly. Okay, so I don't want him to see me. But I'm going to, like, talk through the ceiling and um, say, Hey, you, it's your guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to save you. <laughs> Roll me a deception check with advantage. All right. In the background, I go, Angel, 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 save you, save you, save you. <laughs> Make a halo over his head. A 24. A 24, <laughs> yeah. Okay. With a 24, he doesn't even look up. He looks straight forward, wipes the tears from his eyes, and Alexander says, Hello? You're, you're here to save me? What do I do? Yes, but first you have to tell me, are you allied with Amulek, or are you Lakir's brother? I am Lakir's brother. If he would have me now, that is. As far as my affiliation with Amulek, I uh, am allied to him, but... I no longer want to be. Do you have free will? Of course, I... Yes. And Torin, you start noticing him, like, looking around the room, kind of questioning. Meet me outside. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander will get up and walk out to the front door and will peer his head out and look back and forth. Okay. Like, not leaving. But obviously trying to be sneaky a little bit. Okay. Where has the invasion troops gotten by now? Are they mostly just funneling into that back alley or are they starting to spread through the city? They are funneling into the back alley. So, like, everyone is still hidden. I'm thinking about telling them to fall back. Feels like a trap. I'm gonna run back while Torin's doing this. Okay. Run back like something's off. I think, I think we should fall back. Nobody's here. I'm worried it's a trap. I'll leave it up to you and what the people want to do. And then I'll start running back. She looks at you and squints her eyes a little bit. She just says, you always were kind of weird. I don't, do you want me here or do you not want me here? Make up your mind. I'll hand her a good berry and then leave. (laughs) Again, squinting, (laughs) she'll be like, all right, man, I guess, I guess file out. And so people will start filing back out of the tunnel. Alexander is at the front of this door, Torin, and he is waiting for someone. Okay, so I'm gonna... How tall is this building? This building is just over 30 feet tall. Okay. Is there anything to jump onto? Or is there a ladder leading to the rope? There's not really a ladder okay. to lead on to anywhere else in the Crimson Guard place, but you could jump if you wanted. All right, perfect. I'm gonna be right above him and I'm gonna say, Hey, catch me! And I'm going to like, you know. He rolled an unnatural 20. So literally he catches you with such grace. It looks like an ice skating routine. And then he sets you down very gently and he says, my guardian angel, a dragonborn? I said, yes, I will protect you. Just do everything I say. And I will will save you from your father. Wait, 
you're that you're that kid. I am no longer a kid. I have ascended. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he like literally just like shrugs and is like, Alright, it's better than what I got going on right now, so what's the plan? There's one more place we need to go, and then we'll regroup with the others. Okay. Uh, so I'll run over to... Oh, wait, no, Ranger's HQ was completely destroyed, wasn't really it? Destroyed. Okay, never mind, never mind. Yep, no, we're good. All right, perfect. I'm going to go, like, back alleys the way we came and regroup with everybody else with Alexandria. You uh, meet up with Tess, and Tess is, has just instructed the army to start filing out a bit, and they've started to do so. Why is everyone leaving? I don't know. There's nobody here. It feels like a setup. You're right. We haven't seen any mass of soldiers or anything. Yeah. You can probably instruct them to stay on the bridge. Okay. And maybe you should, because I, I freaked out um, <laughs> the leader a little. Let's funnel everyone out. We need Lakir's brain. Torin brain, stupid. <laughs> so let's do that. Can we both fit on the broom? It's up to 400 pounds. All right, so yeah, what do you want to do? And I point to Alexander as we, like, load up on the broom. I want to leave. I don't want to be here anymore. Stick with these people. There's safety in numbers. I'll lead them. And he trots uh, out. <laughs> they, they've got a leader. Um, yeah, they'll handle it. Before I want to go directly there, I do want to like swoop over, like do like a quick flyby. Okay. And see if I see any people. In which, which buildings? Mostly like the, the field, but then as we fly over the other buildings, just make sure that there's no like groups hiding back there before going to the... You fly towards the shepherd's field. Go ahead and roll me a perception check for the shepherd's field. 23. You notice that in the shepherd's field, there are plenty of rabbits who are slowly starting to form into these rats that you guys fought. They are getting sharp fangs at the front and their tail tails have become long and spiny like a rat's tail. Alrighty, good to know, good to know. Watch out for the rats. I guess without another hat, our only choice is the front door. Unless you want me to drop you off. Yeah, drop me off at the pool. Alright, so we swoop down, enter through like the little water zone, fight the current with the broom. I throw Torrin off as soon as we enter, and then (laughs) I'm going to go land on top of the library. Okay, yeah, it's open at the top, so you can can peer down in. The top level of the library is where the aura placement room is, so you can't see into the library, but you can see into the aura placement room, which is where these guys are. But with that, let's go back over to you guys. You just opened a door to Oleander's office where Jack saw Amalek sitting there. And as you open the door, you hear, Who oh, do come in? No thanks. Back up. Roll initiative. <laughs> 22. 21. 20. Yeah! Let's go! here, what is your dexterity bonus? Plus three. We're gonna have to do a roll. <laughs> oh no! Do I get advantage in the roll off? You do. Uh huh. Two natural 18s. Wow. Ooh! <laughs> well, he rolled a 19. Oh! <laughs> no! spooky how similar that all was that was like father like Like son let's see you are first in the initiative order the door to oleander's office is open and amalek is looking directly at your group with piercingly mean eyes absolutely not terrified at all right i say that not sarcastically as a character totally sarcastic as a player I'm going to run towards Mr. Amalek and attack him with my trusty freaking witch nunchucks. 
Sick. 19 to hit. A 19 does hit. Wonderful. Eight damage. Okay. <laughs> you hit Amalek with your trusty nunchucks straight across the head. Is that the end of your turn? No. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Tasha's Otherworldly Guys. Okay. I'm going to call upon the magic of the upper planes so that I am immune to radiant and necrotic damage and the charm condition. Spectral wings will also appear on my back, giving me a flying speed of 40 feet, and I now have a plus two bonus to my AC. Also, all my weapon attacks are now magical, and so when I make a weapon attack, I can use my spellcasting ability modifier instead of strength or dexterity for the attack and damage rolls. I can attack twice instead of once when I take the attack action on my turn. So as you are casting Tasha's Elderworldly Guys, your spectral wings are uh-huh. entirely made of purple goop. Ooh. And the other people with you probably notice. How long does that last? One minute. Oh, we got so one I, minute to I kill really, him. I really hope this is Amalek. Yeah. <laughs> if this isn't Amalek, I'm going to be so <laughs> sad. And with that, Jack, you are up. Yikes. I guess I'll summon the spear. Okay. So I'll use my action to summon the spear. As you call forth the spear, smoke starts rising out of your ring that you have. And like a genie forming out of a bottle, your spear appears in your hands. This spear that is your packed weapon that Lilith Flamepike gave you is named Hollowed Fang. And as you summon it, Amalek squints in its direction, almost as if it's burning him already. I think I'll fly up to the ceiling. That's the end of my turn. I don't have much I can do if I can't get cantrips on him. (laughs) Yeah, no worries. And with that, it's going to be Amalek's turn, and he smiles right at Litzy. It'll be so much easier to kill your friends when you're dead. That's going to be a big old 12 to hit. Does not hit. And a big old... 22 to hit. That hits. <laughs> okay. You are going to take 15 points of slashing damage, and you are now cursed. And that is the end of his turn. He's going to sit in the same spot. Power move. And with that, it is going to be Lakir, your turn. All right. I am just going to go and just say, still sitting here while the people do your work, and I'll throw just one of my darts directly at him, um, aiming for the head. Okay. 26 to hit. Uh, that just barely, barely hits. Yeah, nat- natural 19. <laughs> Six points of piercing damage. And then I will, as a bonus action, I, I don't know. I'll just take out a couple more darts and have them in my hands ready okay. to go. Awesome. And with that, it's going to go back around to Litzy, your turn. So I am going to be absolutely livid that this dastardly being had the audacity to slash me. I'm going to enter a rage. So I'm going to enter a rage and then brutally attack with my nunchucks once again. Okay. Litsy runs up, smashes somebody with a nunchuck. They attack back. Dare you? <laughs> How? I never. Dare you? Oh, I would also like to add that while I also have my purple goop wings, I'm going to go into full hag form as well. Wonderful. And as you turn into full hag form, you notice that one half of your hag self oh, is Rockshot. Oh, and crap. he smiles as you change. Oh, no. Did he know that before? 
I'm gonna use my luck to re-roll. What'd hit. you get? I got a two. Okay, yeah, you can re-roll it. Does a 17 hit? A 17 just hits. Ah, yes! Okay, so I will roll for damage. I'm going to bash him in his skull. Okay, I'm gonna roll my second attack as well. 17 to hit. That just barely hits again. 19 points of damage. 19. How would you like to do this? I bash his skull. Okay, you bash Amalek's skull in and poof ashes fall to the ground. I'm like huffing and puffing with this rage that I just entered and I'm gonna turn around to the other two. You'll see Lakir just hold up his darts like, like stunned. I'm like stunned and absolutely like huffing and puffing like I have all of this like adrenaline and nowhere to put it. Better believe she's gonna uh, blow you, your house down. Are you in <laughs> so you are still in hag form correct? Yeah she yeah she's in hag Rashaksa form. You are now slightly more overtaken by orange fur. Do I notice that? You do notice that. Okay. So so with that information, I feel like I would be able to recognize that we defeated sort of a piece of the puzzle yes. and that there is more out there. I'm going to say, he's still out there. We need to find him. We need to go now. And I'm just going to start like, actually, I have my wings. So I'm just going to like fly. Yeah. <laughs> fly you, right you out of the line. As, yeah. as you fly out of the room, let's see, you notice Tess coming in through the roof on your broom. But oh, before we do that... Tess sees this scene of a half rock Shasha <laughs> with wings just... <laughs> You're like, another? I'll go back to say hi to Torin. Yeah. So, Torin, you are currently in the forbidden room in the back of the library. What are you doing? Anyone in there? There is no one in there. Okay. Anything different from the last time we saw it? Yes. So you notice that things are taken out. It seems very barren. The right. forgotten bookshelf is gone. Okay. You are now in this room. You have your sombrero perched. Yes. And the wall is beckoning to you. Okay. The library has closed down and air is starting to be sucked out. I'm going to go out of the well room okay. uh, into the library. Into the library? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to try to... Do you hold your breath as you go in? Yeah. I'm okay. hold, yeah, I'll hold my breath. Okay, so I got three minutes. Okay. Um, I want to see if uh, there's anywhere that I can breach this, the walls of this library to, like, stop the, the suction of oxygen so that there's, like, another source of oxygen, basically. Okay. Are you going in stealthy or are you not going in stealthy? Not stealthy. Okay. Roll me a stealth check with disadvantage if you're not going in stealthy to see if you are perceived or not. Dude, these guys can't even perceive me, man. <laughs> four <laughs> they rolled a natural 15 so as you enter into the library you creak on a floorboard and six warforged turn their heads and look directly at you and roll initiative okay <laughs> how much do those guys weigh like if i had to guess they're about between 200 and 300 pounds okay 17 initiative with a 17 you are first so you now see all six of these robots staring you down what are you doing so explain the inside of the library are there stained glass windows like something gradual so there are windows along the back of the library however they have been covered by metal panes okay and the walls are brick i'm assuming Yes, walls are brick. Okay, I can work with that. Okay, I cast telekinesis. Okay. And I reach out and I grab one of the robots. So you can try to move a huge or smaller creature. Make an ability check with your spellcasting ability contested by the creature's strength check. Okay. 
They'll roll a strength check. Also wild magic. 15. On the good table. Good. 52. Illusory butterflies and flower petals flutter in the air around you in a 10-foot radius for one minute. Okay, okay. Magic. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, so does does that do it? Does that do anything for Doesn't me? Doesn't do anything. Just okay, just, just butterflies. Uh, you just look pretty now. Okay, cool. Awesome. So as I blissfully am standing here with my butterflies, I like daintily reach out telekinetically 25. <laughs> Oh, wow. You totally overpowered this heel bot. What are you doing with it? Reach out, grab onto him, and then I'm going to smash him as hard as I can into the brick wall. Try to bust a hole through the wall. Okay. Roll me 5d6. Okay. 20. 20? Yep. You hit into this wall with this warforged, and a huge hole forms, and... The heelbot is hurt, you can tell, but steam emerges from it and its gears spin as it angrily gets back up. The vacuum has now been dissipated okay. and air starts to fill the room again. And is that the end of your turn? What was the distance from where that robot was to the wall? About 25 feet. Okay, perfect. I'll pull him back in the rest of the feet, which is just five feet Okay. back in. And yeah. then will I be able to go out that hole? Yeah. Okay. So you now exit, and since the heel bot was kind of groggy from you hitting it, as well as knocked prone from you. Actually, you knocked a creature prone. Go ahead and gain a point of inspiration, hey. Torin. But as you leave, you hear the robot's bodies clanking behind you, and you can see that Tess is floating above the library on his broom, and I believe that is where we're going to end our session for tonight. My name is Cade, the host and dungeon master of this Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition adventure, and I'm joined here by the players to my left. Mason playing Lakir. Brooklyn playing Litzy. Jameson playing Jack. Danny playing Tess. Caden playing Torin. This week's podcast is sponsored by our wonderful patrons on Patreon. I'm talking about Alec. I'm talking about Jason. I'm talking about Danny. I'm talking about Tiefling Swordsbard. I'm talking about Lester. Thank you guys so much for helping put our podcast on your metaphorical shoulders and walking us into a place of profitability. And if you want to be like these wonderful, wonderful people who are able to submit suggestions to our podcast through Patreon, as well as getting the opportunity to listen to these episodes a day before they are actually released, go on over to patreon.com forward slash knocked and check out our amazing rewards. And we hope that you remember when life knocks you flat on your back, all you got to do is keep rolling. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.